Welcome to the Shalhaba Community Church Podcast. We hope you're encouraged by the following message. Today we're in our last um, part of our series called Different and we've been looking at uh, Peter's encouragement to the persecuted believers in the first book of Peter. And today the message is called Different Perspective Through Persecution. And I just believe today, today is going to be incredibly challenging. Incredibly challenging. I just believe that this morning. Sarah, you're great on the video this morning as well. Look awesome up there on the big screen. Movie star. Amen. Tell you what. So we're going to look at uh, first the, uh, some thoughts out of 1 Peter chapter 4 around this whole thought of persecution. And uh, Peter, when he wrote this epistle, he was very direct in the way that he spoke uh, to these early believers. He said over and over again, he reminded the people at that particular time that they were not of this world, that this world was not their home. He encouraged them about that. And uh, if you're called uh, to be a Jesus follower, he would encourage them that we were called to be set apart. We were called to be different. We were called to be holy. These are common themes that you see running through the first book of Peter. And in chapter 4, we're going to look at this morning in a couple of verses that encourage us in our walk with God. But we're going to start with some of the things that Jesus promised us with. Good news, amen? We're going to look at some of the things that Jesus promised us with. And Jesus promised us several different things. But I want to show you first some of the things that Jesus didn't promise us. Amen. Firstly, Jesus didn't promise us that it wouldn't rain on our vacations. Right? That's true. Um, he also promised, didn't promise us that our heart at some point would, would get broken. He didn't promise us that at some point our plumbing wouldn't back up either. These are some of the things that Jesus never promised us. Jesus never promised us a lot of things, but he, what, what he did promise us is this. Listen to it this morning. If you're a faithful follower of Christ, if you're set apart, if you're living a different life, Jesus promised us that the world would hate us and the world would persecute us. We'll move on this morning. As I said to you, today I want to talk about a different perspective in persecution and we're going to look at the words of Jesus and we're going to dive straight into the book of 1 Peter and look at some of his encouragement. But look at what the Bible says Jesus says to us in John chapter 15, 18, verse 20. It says, If the world hates you, you know that it hated me before it hated you. If they persecuted me, they will also persecute you. And on that note this morning, I want to welcome you to Shell Harbour Community Church. We're here today to share a message that will make you feel good about yourself. Amen. This message is going to make you feel so good about yourself. So today we're talking about a different perspective in persecution. And what I want to do, uh, in case you weren't here in the last few weeks, is just give you a little bit of background on the context of the book of 1 Peter. Because it's so important for us to understand what was happening to the people of, uh, of that time when Peter was writing to them. Peter was writing this letter to the first century Christians during a time of extreme persecution. I'm going to talk about that in a moment. These guys at this time, they were being tortured under a very evil emperor called Nero. And I spoke on some detail in the first message, but I won't do it today, but some of the persecution that they were uh, experienced under this evil man is he would get animal skins, he would wrap the early Christians in animal skins and then watch them as they were devoured by wild animals. 
that was part of the persecution that would go on and Nero would sit there with his wine and have a party while these people were getting ripped to shreds actually took place. Another thing that Nero would do to them, uh, it was known as making them human candles. So Nero would get these, these um, early Christians, he would douse them totally in wax, they would be tied to a tree and then they would be set on fire and these early believers in Christ would light up the night skies as they burnt a slow, painful death. This is some of the persecution that these early Christians were suffering under the hand of this evil man. And if you fast forward today, it really depends on uh, what part of the world that you live in that Christians are facing persecution. And I want to share a few thoughts about that this morning because I believe it's important that we understand what's happening around the world today. In fact, most people would argue that persecution is at the worst level today in the history of the world. In fact, statistics say that one out of every eight Christians is facing some type of persecution around the globe today. One out of eight is facing some sort of persecution. In an average month, they say across the globe, over 300 Christians are killed for following Jesus. Over a month. On an average month, over 200 churches will be burned or completely destroyed around the globe. Unbelievable when you think about it. In an average day, in an average, excuse me, in an average 30-day period, there's upwards close, they say, to 800 followers of Christ who will be beaten, tortured, raped or imprisoned for following their faith. Unbelievable when you think about it. So wherever you live, the pendulum could slim, uh, swing on how severe it is. In some parts of the world, you may lose your family. In another part of the world, you may lose your job. In some parts of the world, you may be beaten. Or in other parts of the world, like in Australia, you may not be invited to a party because of your faith. The truth is persecution is happening today like never before. We're living in a time where more and more believers are facing persecution for the faith that they have in Jesus Christ. And all of that, what I said, is all persecution. And Jesus said this, if you follow me, the world will hate you and you will be persecuted. And that's why today this will be for many of us the most encouraging message that you never ever wanted to hear. Did you get that? It will be for many of us the most encouraging message that we will never ever want to hear. And so we want to move on this morning. Let's dive into what um, um, Peter says in 1 Peter chapter 4, looking at what he said to those early believers who are suffering under this brutal regime at the time. Remember, he's writing to people that have watched their family members being torn apart by wild animals and watched other family members that have been um, tied to trees and set on light as human candles. And Peter comes, and this is what he says to them. He says, Dear friends, don't be surprised at the fiery trials, trials you were going through as if something strange were happening, happening to you. Can you hear that this morning? What? This is what's going on in their world at that time. And he says, Dear friends, don't be surprised at the fiery trials you are facing as though it was some strange thing that was happening to you. He's telling these people who are hurting, don't be shocked, don't be surprised that if you're living a boldly life for Jesus, you're going to face opposition. Listen to it again. Don't be shocked, don't be surprised that if you're living a bold life for Jesus, you're going to face opposition. And this is where it gets a little bit tough this morning because many of us would say, well, you know, I can't really think of a time that I ever did face opposition for my faith. 
Don't put your hand up this morning, but there's probably many of us that would probably say, I've never had a time where I've never faced any opposition for my faith. And the question might be this morning along these lines, because as I look across the landscape of Australia today, we are seeing more and more people that are being persecuted for their faith in Christ. There are many, many people that are losing their jobs because of their faith in Christ. There are many people across so many professional realms that are losing their job because of their belief in Jesus Christ. And this morning, I want to I ask the question this morning, why is it that often we may be feeling that we're, we're not really experiencing any persecution um, because of the faith that we have? And this is where it gets a little bit tough this morning. Maybe this this morning. You're wearing the jersey and you show up to the game, but you're not really in it. That's quiet. Maybe you're in the game, you're wearing the jersey, but you're not actually playing the game. That could be the reason why. Maybe you're not praying for miracles and asking God to do something and interceding on the behalf of others. Maybe you've got gifts and talents, but you're not using them to further the kingdom of God. Uh, maybe you could be making a difference and you know it, but you're letting somebody else play the game. Could be just the thought this morning. You've got the jersey on, but you're not in the game. And the thought is this this morning. If you and I have never ever faced any sense of real spiritual opposition, maybe it's because we're not on the front lines of engaging the, in the battle the way that God would want us to. That's why Peter said, hey, don't be surprised at the fiery trials that you're facing. You see, if we're living a bold life in Christ, we can expect opposition. But if we're not living a bold life in Christ, we're not living our faith out, we have the jersey on, but we're not in the game, then there's no opposition. That's why Peter said to the early church that we're bold in their faith, that we're, we're living out their faith, that we're dying for their faith. He said, don't think it's surprising that you're facing this fiery trial. Because Jesus said, if we're truly living for him, then the world is going to hate us and they're going to persecute us. But maybe today... Many people aren't experiencing the persecution that Jesus spoke about because we have the jersey on, but we're not in the game. And as I said before, Peter said that. The fiery trial that you're facing, it means that you're in the game. You're in the front lines. You're making a difference. Amen. And as I said before, this is the most encouraging message that you didn't want to hear. In fact, he goes on and he says in verse 12 of 1 Peter chapter 4, listen to the next words that he uses, and again, in context of who he's speaking to. Remember again, those people that are living in extreme persecution. Listen to what he says. He says, be very glad. What? What? Be very glad. For these trials make you partners with Christ in his suffering so that you will have this wonderful joy of seeing his glory when it is revealed to all the world. Is that different or what? Be very glad. Be thankful when you're persecuted for your faith. This is a different perspective in persecution to be glad. Why? Your persecution proves that you are getting closer to Christ. Ouch. Isn't that challenging this morning? That's challenging me to my core this morning. 
been a long time since I've been spat on for my faith. Been a long time since I've been slapped for my faith. It's been a while since I've been ridiculed with my faith. I probably hang around too many Christians. Amen. Peter said, be glad when you're being persecuted, knowing that it's drawing you closer to Christ. So the question I have this morning is this. Why is it that so many of us would say, well, I never really experienced anything like this. I don't think it's necessarily, I want to say this morning, I don't think it's necessarily your fault or my fault, but I think it's the culture that we live in is so convincing that we think the most important thing about our lives is the pursuit of comfort that we think that the most important thing to God is our comfort, that we think that our Father up in heaven is looking down and all he's concerned about is making sure that you're comfortable and you're happy. That's what our culture would want to make us think. That's how the culture would want to make us uh, um, um, interpret God's plan for our life. Yes, I believe that the Lord wants to make our lives um, full of contentment, full of peace, full of joy, but I believe that the Lord is more interested in developing our character over our comfort, amen. And the more that he can develop us into the nature of Christ, the more that he can develop our lives into the image of Jesus, guess what? The more of a weapon we're going to be when we go out there into the world. The more of a weapon that we're going to be for the kingdom of God when we go out there into the world. So why is it so many people may not be experiencing the persecution that Jesus spoke about? about being hated and about suffering persecution, maybe it could be this. And I want to share with you this morning a couple of cycles. I want to share them with you this morning. And then I want us all to ask ourselves the question today. I told you this is going to make you feel good about yourself this morning. Amen? Hallelujah. But a couple of cycles and to ask ourselves over the course of this week, which one represents our lives the most. Cycle number one, above all else, we're going to pursue comfort. We want to be happy. Cycle number one, in all else, we're going to pursue comfort. We want to be happy. And so when we pursue comfort, then that forces us in many ways to avoid opposition. We don't want to upset anyone. We don't want to make anybody mad. I, I just want to have a good day. Amen. Who's like that? Come on, you just want to have... I know no one wants to put your hand up, but it's true. We just want to have a good... We don't want to upset anyone. We just want to have a good day, right? Peace, everyone. We're not standing for anything. We're not passionate about much. And then our faith, for some reason, we just don't feel so close to Christ. And then we wake up one day and we're feeling very, very empty. Listen to it. Pursue comfort. Avoid anything. What, why don't I feel close to Christ? I need to have something else out there that's going to make me happy. And then the Bible encourages us about another way to live, not pursuing comfort to try and make me happy, but this is the other cycle I want us to look at this morning. You recognize that you are a foreigner in this world. You're a stranger. You're a pilgrim. You're a sojourner. These are the words that Peter used time and time again. You're just passing through, but actually you come from a heavenly kingdom and you serve a king that is not from this world. And his standards are very, very different to those that are in the world. His standard, he teaches you to love people when they hate you. He teaches you to give even when people take advantage of you. He teaches you to turn the other cheek 
even when people slap you. He teaches you that if they ask for your shirt, that you're to give them your jacket too. Totally different kingdom and a totally different cycle. I mean, his teachings are radical and they're completely different than what the world would teach us. And there's a totally different cycle and it looks like this when instead you're living boldly for Christ, standing up and sharing Him, expressing His love. Suddenly when you boldly live for God, guess what you do? You start to face opposition. And I want to bring up on the screen, if we could, just that cycle up there. If we could have a look at that, that would be great. Which one are we today or which one would we say we were over the last week? Have a look this morning, the top one. Pursue comfort, avoid opposition, faithless, excuse me, faith weakens, life feels empty. Or live boldly, face, faith, faith opposition, faith strengthens, and we get closer to Christ. Ever wondered why the church grows under persecution and yet slowly dies when it's not being persecuted? Have you ever wondered that? I've wondered that. I wonder, that's crazy. Why is it when the church faces persecution, it flourishes and grows. Because Jesus said that's what would happen to us as we get closer to him and are more bold in our declaration of who he is and what he's done in our lives. So I want to ask you the question up on the screen there. Which are you most likely to be over the last week? And moving forward, What's the challenge to us today about changing some of those thoughts and maybe really starting to ask ourselves, how, are, how boldly are we going in our faith? How courageous are we being in being the witness that God has called us to be? Oh my gosh, it's quiet. Finish with this this morning. If I could just have the, the keyboard player, please. That would be great. Can't say it's keys. Keyboard player. Worship person. Awesome. Just as we conclude this morning, <clears throat> incredible thoughts to Peter, to those early Christians living under that, that brutal persecution. Don't think it's strange when you're facing these trials. And then goes in the next couple of words, but be glad. Crazy. But Peter knew that the more bolder people were in their faith, the more courageous they were in living that, that outward life of Jesus on the inside. The more persecuted they would be, yes, but he also understood the closer that they would be walking with the Saviour. See, friends, this world will want to lull us into a false sense of security when we start to think that the primary motivation for our existence and the primary purpose of our Christianity is to feel comfortable. That's not true. The primary purpose of our faith is to see Christ revealed in us and through us. But with that comes persecution. With that comes opposition. This week, what will you choose? What will we choose? Are you like most people? Life's about you, your comfort. What can I get? 
I want to avoid opposition, but because of that, my faith gets weaker and my life gets more emptier. And I start looking for more things to try and fill that void. Or are you the one that's dying to yourself daily and living, allowing Christ living boldly through you? Sure, you face some opposition, but your faith is strong and you're closer to Christ than ever before. And it continues to build your faith. You get stronger because of your boldness. Stronger because of your boldness. Not weaker because of your pursuit of comfort. If you're like me today, I want to ask God to help reignite my faith and passion and fire for the kingdom of God. It's so easy to live in this world that we're living in now. And you know the truth, as I said before, there is more persecution. It's coming our way. And it sort of excites me a bit. Amen? It's sort of exciting. Scary on one hand, but exciting on the other. It's coming. But let's not allow the focus of our heart and our lives to be purely on our comfort but to be more centred on Christ in us and being Christ to those around us, knowing that we will be persecuted for that. We will be hated because of Christ who is in us. But as we are persecuted, as we face that persecution, we grow deeper and closer to Jesus. And I don't know about you, but I want to be like Paul that says, I want to know him. I want to know him more and more and more. Let's pray this morning. Lord, we thank you today for the encouragement in your word this morning. The most encouraging message we'd never ever want to hear. But Lord, we need to hear it this morning. We need to be aware of the times that we're living in. We need to remind ourselves of all our fellow brothers and sisters across the globe that are suffering in persecution. And we need to be reminded today, God, that we need to break out of our thought that life's about me being comfortable. It's not, Father. It's about Christ in us, the hope of glory. And it's about living the radical life that you've called us to be, whatever that might look like, Lord. So today, over the course of this week, help us to be courageous in our faith, Lord. Help us to be true to you in all that we say and all that we do. And Lord, if there's a little bit of persecution that comes, then Lord, like Peter said, let us be glad in that because we know that as we're facing persecution, we're drawing closer to the one that saved us. So this morning, Lord, we thank you. We pray you speak to hearts and lives this morning here and at home today. If there are things that we need to challenge about our walk with you, about our lives, God, where we are right now, we pray in Jesus' mighty name that you would speak to us. Help us, Lord, today to make the choice in drawing closer to you, in being bold in our faith, bold in our witness, bold in all of the faith that you've so blessed us with. So we thank you this morning for this moment. And everybody said amen and amen.